Welcome to the Lion's Share podcast, man. Let's build on what we can build on. Let's send it over to Ben, Andrew, and Mitch. Give us the grit. Welcome back. Welcome in to the Lion's Share podcast. Shout out Dan for the new intro. Go back and listen to it. If you're a scoundrel and you skip the intro, please go back and listen to it. Reverse, reverse. Shout out to Dan once again. If you didn't hear the news already, folks, the Detroit Lions, the team who ended the regular season last year on Sunday Night Football in Lambeau Field, knocked the Packers out of the playoffs. They will open the 2023 NFL regular season in Arrowhead against the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday Night Football on NBC. Good to be back with all of you shareholders, you darling shareholders. Miss you all so much, even if it is just us in two-thirds form. Mitch, sadly, not with us tonight, but we've got Andrew back as always in my as my partner in crime. All right, Andrew, we just watched the schedule release literally drop minutes ago. The Lions were leaking this or team, uh, you know, teams leaked some of these. So we actually knew this a couple hours ago, but now we've got the rendition of the social media team the video team every team has a special way of releasing their schedules and i look forward to it i saw an article the other day um in some major publication said the schedule release that's the super bowl for the social media team uh on on each respective team so this is a big big night for the social media folks out there um and if you didn't catch it go over the lions um social media channels of various um distributions that's everywhere um but they did a five minute release with ai because that's the buzz right now of course right everything's ai it's the hip thing they did a release with i don't know we've been scrubbing through it we haven't had a chance to listen to it all of it but it's got some gems in there they've got dan they've got brad in ai form playing madden against this year's opponents so it's hilarity andrew i know you you and i just watched it or parts of it so how we feeling after that uh, just give me a quick synopsis of Brad and Dan calling one hell of a game out there. I don't think they've uh, I don't think an opponent's come within 30 of them. I mean, on a final score here. So the things the outcome is looking good. Um, a lot of defensive I- scores. We only had, you know, the Okuda pick six last year. A lot of defensive touchdowns here. So, hey, something to get excited about. Boy, wouldn't that be nice? And I see here, I just scrubbed through. I'm at the one-minute mark. I see they're beating the Falcons 28-3. to That is clearly intentional, right? The 28-3 to meme? It might have to be. The The AIs also know it all too well. Yeah, they do. And I saw, we were listening to it, um, something about sliders. These sliders were probably in full effect to skew some of these games. But Dan doesn't know anything about sliders. He just knows the burger form of sliders, it sounds like. Yeah, I think he said he could go for a few. Ah, uh, I could go for a few right meow. Uh, I caught in there too. Uh, there was a 69-yard play um, to which Brad Holmes responded. 69-yard nice. field goal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Badgley. Hell yeah! I saw the Lions um, picked out some of their favorite opponents for this season. Badgley's was the Cowboys, which was I think he was the only one to pick the Cowboys as his favorite matchup. Really? I kind of like that out of the man because of my extreme disrespect towards the Cowboys. 
And I, we've, we've got Dan um, speaking in German because a lot of people speculated that the Kansas City game was going to be in Germany. Nope, it's in Arrowhead, which stinks, but doesn't stink. Uh, it's two ways of that, two sides of that coin that you can look at that. Um, so let's talk about the big one right off the bat. This was leaked last night, uh, marked as official this morning. Lions are going to be the opening game of the NFL season. What a turnaround from last year with no scheduled primetime games. They've got three of them, four if you count uh, the Thanksgiving game, which is kind of a primetime game in itself, but three nonetheless. Two Thursday night footballs, one Monday night football, and the Thursday night um, or Thursday day game on Thanksgiving. So, all right, let's. Uh, let, we're just gonna keep this cas this sewed casual and in free form. So let's just talk business real quick. Um, opening night, Thursday night football, doesn't get much better than this, folks. A team that's out to prove themselves. I feel excited. Lions on a big stage. We're many, many months away from this, but I'm already eager for this matchup. Uh, the Super Bowl, defending Super Bowl champs, it's a huge, it's a huge matchup. A stage that uh, they didn't get much of last year, so rightfully so. They've earned the respect to get some primetime games. Uh, let's ride the, this is what I'll say, let's ride the Sunday night football wave from Green Bay. We couldn't couldn't end the season on a higher note, minus the football or the playoff miss, but um Let's ride that wave to Arrowhead, baby. That was on the road on Sunday Night Football. Cold matchup. We're going to have a nice weather game in Kansas City. It's not going to be cold. It might rain, but it's going to be good weather. Nonetheless, it's early season football. It's September 7th, I believe is the date. And boy, if the Lions win this game, I'll be fully in. I'll, I will be fully in. Shareholders, prepare for Ben to be in rare form on Cloud9. I will get... An entire 53-foot trailer of blue Kool-Aid delivered. That's how all-in I will be. Well, Ben, this season's going to start off a whole hell of a lot like it did last season, except for it's going to start a few days earlier. Last season, we had the Eagles just... First game of the first game of the year at home, a chance to show what the Lions were all about, and they got into a, a track meet with them. Uh, you know, it was points, points, points in the second half. And I could see that going a lot of the same way here in Kansas city week one on the road. This is kind of their chance to prove who they are and what their season's going to be. Uh, I hate to say it. I could see them losing week one. Um, but like uh, losing in a way like they did against the Eagles last year, where there's a lot of promise shown, and they just need to put four quarters together and, and put a defense out there. And hopefully that's what's changed in the offseason. Oh, yeah. It's so tough to go to Arrowhead on the road. There's not many teams that can win on the road in Kansas City. I'm sure they're going to be doing like the um, the ring ceremony at this game. I think ceremoniously, this is the game that they do at the first home game of the year. The teams, you know, they hang the banner, they get the rings, or at least they hang the banner. Yeah. I don't know if they give out the rings. So yep. it's going to be – the emotions are going to be high. We can only hope it's going to be a Super Bowl hangover for the Chiefs. Um, but how about – dude, how about that? They've got the Chiefs this year opening game. Last year it was the Eagles. The two teams that met in the Super Bowl the last two the last year, the, the Lions have to play the defending champs and a, and a team that made the Super Bowl last year as their first home game. How about that for – not starting things uh, off on a, on a low note at all. You're starting right off with – 
I mean, this was the scariest matchup before we knew the the schedule. Uh, the, we knew the teams that they were going to play. We didn't know the order. I had this one circled as the scariest matchup for well, me, that, and I uh, I share in that uh, feeling towards you uh, that you had where it, it feels like this could be a loss, and I don't want to be negative, but it feels like on the road in Kansas City that's really tough. But like I said, if they win this game, I'm all in. It is always tough in Arrowhead, but you got to think on the other side of that coin. Early in the season is the time to take down the big dogs. Is early in the season yep. is always when these teams with 13, 14 wins at the end of the year. Weeks one through five is when you see most of their losses. So uh, it, it's cool. You know, that was the big dog you saw coming down the pipeline. And it's cool to see that we got him week one. Um, it might be a chance to catch him off guard, you know, with kind of the all the theatrics going on with what you're saying, raising the banner, the ring ceremony might be a chance to catch him off guard where, you know, they've got all off season to prepare for the Lions and they might come in with something. I mean, their defense is almost completely different at this point. Uh, I mean, from linebackers all the way to DBs, not so much in the front front half of it, uh, but it's completely different. So it's a chance to catch a the Chiefs off guard. Yeah, you know what? The more I think of it, I'm not scared of the Chiefs. They're going to be hungover. They're going to be Kelsey's going to have the boys out the night before the game. They're going to be celebrating. It's going to be too high. It's going to be too high. It's going to end up flat. Nah, I don't know what I'm saying, but I could see this being a winnable game. You bring up a good point. The time to beat these teams is early on. I wouldn't want to play the Chiefs, you know, not November, October. I'd rather play them September. This is the time to play the Chiefs or a team like the Chiefs. Um, and, and 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 this is a big test for that defense, the new look defense of the Detroit Lions, for sure. You mentioned it. This is this is it because, um, you know, if they would have played the Chiefs last year, Chiefs would have probably put up a 50-burger. I mean, the way they were giving up points, they gave up a ton of points to the Dolphins, the Seahawks, the Eagles. I mean, it was ugly out there, folks. So the new look defense um, – it's got to be a big test for them and no, no greater test. But I do think the Chiefs are beatable. Um, it's just going to be tough in, in Arrowhead. I mean, Arrowhead is always, I mean, especially in this era of football, Arrowhead is one of the tougher stadiums to go in and try to try to sneak away a road victory. But, yeah, like I said, week week one, I mean, sneaky, sneaky, decent opportunity to take a shot at, at stealing one. Well, let's throw back Thursday here. Time capsule. Remember when the Colts beat the Chiefs last year? Early on, it was like, whoa, because what the Chiefs or the Colts looked bad. Two or three? It was three, maybe four. It was no later than four. It was. It had to be probably three. Um, so if you want to talk about times to beat the Chiefs, I mean, and they lost um, by a score or two. So it wasn't even like a super close game where the Colts kind of won it on a fluke. Um, they went off and beat them. So. That's your blueprint right there. You got to have something like that happen if you're the Lions. Keep them under 30 points. Keep them under 25, and they're in this game. That's the I way mean, I see it. Yeah, I mean, four, four scores is too many. Uh, four scores seven you, years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Abe Lincoln said it best. No, you just you just can't get into a track meet again with them, and that's and that's what Brad Holmes went out and did. He went out and got all these DBs and safeties in the in the off season. And hopefully that was the fix to the defense. But if you get in a track meet, you're just, I mean, no offense to Jared Goff, but it's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah. Uh, the 
one of the best to play the game at that position. Um, there's not, not, not much we can say about Pat. Um, everybody knows who he is. We don't need to go into detail. We know the freak he can be and uh, the weapons that they have on that on that offense. In an Andy Reid-led um, offense, hey, but that just reminded me, no Eric Bieniemy for the Chiefs. Moved on to Washington. So there's a brand new OC. That's another element to this. Now I'm really ta- starting to talk myself into this. My only concern about that is um, I, I, the Lions, with so many new parts on defense, you got to imagine it's going to take a couple games to get that chemistry, right? It, it's gonna, it's not going to be day one type stuff. I know there's a preseason. I know there's training camp, but it's not the true game of a regular season game. So that would be my only concern. But that thought just popped in my head. Eric, no, Eric Bieniemy. I mean, I think that's 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 a legitimate concern if you're the Chiefs to have a new, you know, a new a staple in that offense. So that that I'm talking myself into it a little bit here. That's a really good point. I think it's uh, Nagy that's replacing him uh, from Chicago. And yeah, I, mean, I think so. The only scary part about that is Nagy's first year in Chicago. He had kind of the upbeat tempo, up tempo offense, kind of like Ben Johnson has going for him right now. He was doing all the new things, but then he just never developed past that. So who's to say? Maybe he comes out with something crazy new this year now that he's in a new home and he's got you know uh, a new head coach to work under, but. I'm really hoping for us that Eric Bieniemy was the key for the Chiefs, and uh, we're we're gonna come away with a W. So I'm gonna make up some numbers off the top of my head, but I looked this up at one point. Um, Eric Bieniemy became offensive coordinator. Um, he was he was quarterbacks coach or something in the offense before prior, and uh, became OC and started in that role. I think 2018 in that area, right when he became OC. Uh, I believe, don't quote me on this, but the the three or four years seasons that he was in that position, they didn't have under 10 wins. Now, the Chiefs were still good, right? Nine wins, eight wins. Uh, he's, 2018. He, was, he was the offense coordinator in 2018, yep. Yeah, okay. So, in those seasons, from 18 to 22, however you look at it, right? Um, I believe they did not have under 10 wins, or did not have, yeah, under 10 wins. Um now, granted, the Chiefs were the Chiefs. They had winning seasons prior to that, but they got a nice bump from the enemy. So I think they're going to be ripe for the taking. It's going to be the right environment for it. Um, we'll, t- we'll talk much more into deep detail of this schedule um, as we get closer to the season. I don't want to start making predictions and stuff right this moment. We've got a long time for that um, to formulate those. But uh, just exciting that the Lions are going to be in the spotlight right off the bat after a quiet not spotlight season last year minus the one flex into Sunday night on the last week of the season. So it's going to be fun to have some, some Thursday night games in here. Obviously um, you're going to have to get your prime ready because a couple of these games are Thursday nighters. So only exclusively on Amazon prime network uh, with shout out Kirk, Kirk Herb street. Um, So let's go through the rest of the schedule before we do that. Let's run Andrews, Mike, on right now what's up well you were right it looks like since 2018 the worst record they've had is 12 wins okay thank you for looking that up right off the bat so so there i i stand not corrected but that's what i think i think um people might underestimate the ability of eric Bieniemy and what he brought to this team chiefs are still going to be a playoff team they're going to be contenders but i do think there's a real concern there without Bieniemy. so 
Let's uh, let's run the register right now, and we'll, on the other side, we'll hop into the schedule. All right. So let's go game by game here, um, and I'll give you the designations for these. So the Lions' schedule is as follows for 2023. Obviously, week one against Kansas City at Kansas City Thursday night football on NBC not the prime network here this is this one will be on NBC week 2 it is the Seahawks at home we've got the Seahawks again early in the season at home last year's revenge. was a tough one so it's a big revenge game for sure uh week 3 at Atlanta or no sorry week 3 home against Atlanta so after starting on the road two back to back home games home cooking for the Lions Back-to-back bird games, I might mention. Falcons, or Seahawks followed by the Falcons. Jeff Okuda Um, revenge game. Jeff Okuda revenge game. Good call there. I didn't have that one on my list. There's a lot of them out here. Week four against... Sorry, who is the Falcons starting quarterback? It is none other than... um, Mr. Desmond Desmond Ritter. Okay. Yeah, I believe they've committed to Desmond. I mean, maybe there'll be some... um, I mean, Mariota's, Mariota's still there, right? I believe uh, no, he just went somewhere in the off season. Oh yeah, he did move, didn't he? The Jets. Why don't you look that up and uh, get back to me? I'll I'll continue down the schedule here. So, back to back bird games, week four uh, against Green Bay at Green Bay in Lambeau on Thursday night again. So, first four weeks we've got two Thursday night games already. This one will be on the Prime Network, so you have to have your Amazon Prime for this one. Um, so, you know, maybe get on the 30 day trial here, um, uh, in October, uh, late September, early October. So it'll be a, a no, a new look green Bay too, without Aaron Rodgers, Jordan love at the helm week five, week five, pause, holding, holding. We've got the Eagles here. I see the Eagles logo. Give me a little bit more. What do we got? Mariota. Oh, he's with the, with the Eagles. Right. Cause that we talked about that during the free agency recap. Shout out to us. Green. I was green. I was on the right track. You, you were. You were. You were. Um, speaking of which, shameless plug time. Go re-listen to our draft episodes if you do so. Choose if you did miss them. Um, go back and listen. Uh, yeah, let's continue on here. Week five. This is uh, at home versus the Carolina Panthers. Do Staley revenge game here. A lot of revenge game here. I mean, I, I feel like there's other coaches that, that I don't know of that, that also join this organization. Uh, Frank Wright. I believe Wright. the defensive line. I believe the defensive line coach went there too. Okay. Frank Wright, head coach of the Panthers now. Yes. It'll be new, fun new. to see him again. New team. Back, leading one. That'll be official to see. After they made the big move, um, well, and Bryce Young will be will yeah. uh, I mean, assumingly, be the quarterback for the Panthers. So we'll see what he's like. Uh, that he'll have four games under his belt if he starts Week One, which I'm sure he will. Um, this will be Week Five for him, so he'll be in a in a nice groove. Um, come time to Hutch venture needs over to welcome uh, him. Field. Yes, Hutch marked uh, the Chiefs as his number one game. By the way, side really. Note. So did Malcolm. So did a lot. A lot of teams, or a lot of guys had the Chiefs. Um, there was somebody that had the Panthers. I believe it was a, not a Lee McNeil. Oh, was it a Lee McNeil? Bugs. Hey, I think that's his form. Uh, maybe Bugs. It's former team. 
Um, because Kaminsky's was the Falcons, his former team. Um, and then a lot of guys picking picking the North teams, just all three of the North teams, saying this is the only acceptable answer. I got a lot of respect for all those answers. Those are all good answers. Week six, the Tampa Bay. Wait, no longer. They're not Tampa Bay anymore. They're just Tampa Bay. Unless we get some weird news out of the Brady camp. It's got to um, be the Baker Bay. The Baker, the Baker Bay. Okay, okay. Tampa Baker, you mean? That sounds I, a little better, right? Oh, yeah, Tampa Baker. That's That sounds way better. <laughs> Thank you. I, I mean, I liked where you, you got me going, so you greased the wheels there. Um, Tampa Bay. Tampa Baker, I think we're going to have Baker Mayfield in this game, but who knows with the Bucks? I don't know. Um, and this will be at uh, – Who is the Bucks? You know, this will be in sunny Florida. Who Who is the Bucks coach currently? Uh, it's the, their old OC. So whoever that is. Todd Bowles. Jeez, oh, Pete. There he goes. There you go. God Bless America. The the group chats are going off right now. Stop. Do not disturb. Okay. Week eight. No, no, sorry. Week seven. Baltimore Ravens at the Baltimore Ravens. So you've got back-to-back road matchups here. First in Tampa Bay, then in Baltimore. Huge matchup here with the with the with the Ravens. Thought this one could be uh a primetime game, but it did not. This was one on my list that I thought maybe could be a perspective. Um Prime timer, but nope. It's regular time, one o'clock, Warriors style. Um, and then that moves us on to week eight. Your team, Andrew, the black hole. And they're coming to Detroit here, week eight, the week before the Lions buy. So huge matchup here. Um at, at home. Gotta gotta win gotta win on both sides of the buy here. Buy a little later in the season than it was last year, but I mean you gotta the black hole, I mean who's who do they have at QB now? Well, it's probably Jimmy G, right? Is it going to be? Is he ready to go? I don't know. I would assume. You got you to gotta win the black hole. I mean, I, I would love to go to this game if I enjoyed live football. But, yeah, you got you to gotta win this one at home. It's going to be a standing room only. Um, oh, yes. Should mention this is Monday Night Football, too. That is also a very good point. Wow, you kind of buried the lead with that one on Monday Night Football. That is definitely a standing room only. And you have to win. I think they have to win all their primetime games this year, minus Thanksgiving, because let's come back to reality at some point. Of course. So I'm going to hit you with a wild card here. I was looking at this schedule. This is the first half right here. We've got Chiefs, Seahawks, Falcons, Packers. Panthers, Buccaneers, Ravens, Raiders. So, I mean, let's say we lose. Let's say they lose against Kansas City week one. I could see them ripping off seven in a row. I could see them seven and one into the bye. Call me crazy. Really? Give me that schedule. Run it back. Chiefs, Seahawks, Falcons, Packers, Panthers, Bucks, Ravens, Raiders. Yeah, I can see them coming out of there with two losses. Yeah, respect. Yeah, like I don't think they. I think they've got like a a ten or twenty percent chance of seven and one. I don't think it's. I don't think it happens, but I could see it. 
the way they the finished, they, they finished there, the year last year eight and two. They can go seven and one. Yeah, the worst I see there is them coming out four and four. Yeah, and that's that's being like that's being real generous to these other teams they're playing, right? I mean, like that's that's a really grounded answer for you to say four and four, right? Yes. The expectations should be the expectations should be five plus wins there. Correct. Yep. Conservatively, I say you split it though. Exactly. Fair. So that leads us into the bye week. Obviously, week nine. Thankfully, not a early early bye. We've got one right in the middle this year. That's nice. Uh, splits it right down the middle. So um, that brings us to week ten. Week ten is against the Super Chargers, the so LA Chargers. Road trip to LA for this one. Uh, regular time here, not a prime timer, but um, it's an interesting matchup. I mean, we'll dig into it more into the off season episodes further down the road. Um, but you just don't know what the Chargers are going to be there with Herbert. Um, they got the new OC. And um, uh, I can see his face right now. It's the old Cowboys guy. Andrew, help me out. Played quarterback, Boise State guy. Uh. <laughs> Come on, you know it. I do. I got to look it up. God. All right. Week 11. Schottenheimer. No. Young guy. They were all calling for him to be like the next Cowboys coach at one time, remember? He's the OC, quarterback's coach before that. Played football for the Detroit Lions as a quarterback at one point. Just look up the Chargers OC, please. I'd rather not. I'd rather Thank you. suffer. 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 <laughs> Week 11, Bears at home. Week 12, Packers. more. Kellen Moore, there we go. Thank you. Yeah, so the Chargers, Kellen Moore, that's going to be an interesting offense. Uh, we'll see what that brings. Week 11, Bears, as I said, at uh, at Ford Field. Week 12, home against the Packers on Thanksgiving. Week 12 is the Thanksgiving matchup. The pseudo primetime game. Uh, week 13, we've got the New Orleans Saints at... The Superdome, um, Mercedes-Benz Superdome. So road trip down to Nolens. Um, another fun matchup here. We'll have the Jamal revenge game. Got to get off the porch for this one. Yes. <laughs> Got to get off the porch. Got to get riled. Riled. I don't know. I, I think it's just combined riled and rowdy. Um, week 14, they got the Bears again. So the Bears twice in four weeks. This one will be in Soldier Field. Uh, this is the last. Is this? Last season for Soldier Field, or is it the next one? I can't remember. Uh, I think it's next. I feel like they have at 24, least one more. 24? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So not the last year for the Soldier Field. Week 15, it is Let Russ Cook at home in Detroit. Broncos country. With all their money. Let's ride. Sean Payton, new head coach. Yep. Have no idea what the Broncos are going to be. But we can only hope that they're in last year's form, week 15, against the Detroit Lions. Uh, and yet, us- you still feel like they can have like a crazy run to the year. Yeah, you just don't know. I mean, Sean Payton really elevates your game. You got to think. So, um, depends on him. Depends on Russ. Uh, week sixteen in Minnesota. It is against the Vikings at the Bird Killing Stadium. 
Week 17, back indoors again, this time in Jerry's world, uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. Boo. So back-to-back, back-to-back road matchups here late in the season, and then ending the season at home against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, so divisional to end the season yet again, of course. It's always divisional the last week of the year. This time it's the Vikings and not the Packers. So Vikings, I mean, arguably the, you know, they won the division last year. So arguably the toughest team in the division, the Bears, depending on fields. Um, But that's going to be big. Uh, If the Vikings are in form of last year, having them twice in two in three weeks there at the end of the season, that could be for the division those last, you know, week 16 and week 18. Those could be huge games depending on how the Vikings and the Lions shake out. Uh, might be a lot of might, week 18 might be another Sunday night flex. You never know. Cause right now it's just a, a normal time. Um, the Lions do all their pre prime time early on in the season. Week eight's their last prime time. And then of course week 12, um, the Thanksgiving matchup. So after that, it is all one o'clock warriors, uh, the Denver game might be a later game, but um, should be one o'clock Warriors yet again. There's your schedule, folks. I posted on Instagram um, for people to post what uh, oh, I posted a poll. So um, see what people transpire with that. Um, let's let's talk about what this year is. I say it's a change the narrative year. Build on last year. Dan mentioned it on the podcast, Greenlight with Chris Long. Just listen to it today. Go out and listen to it if you haven't. It's a good show. Nine wins, isn't it? This is quoting Dan here. Um, he said, nine wins, isn't it? It's got to be more. It's got to be It's got to be better than average. Um, I'm, I'm sure we can all agree with that, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the bar, right? Nine wins is the bar now. Anything less is a letdown. And... You've got to elevate your game to not be a wild card team, uh, get above double digit wins, and uh, yeah, that's what it is for me. That's a quick, you know, summary of the of the year for me. You got to win the North. I mean, that's all it comes down to. You have to win the NFC North. Your Chicago is your mystery team this year. Who's to say what Justin Fields and that kind of revamp defense defense becomes? Um, the scary part is that nobody's talking about the Packers. And my God, if Jordan Love just ends up to become the next Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, I don't see it. Disciple, I I really don't see it. But I've been wrong in football before. That's absolutely true. I just hope I'm not wrong on this one. I I just don't see it. And the in the moments that he's had already, he, there's no flashes for me. I don't. I think he'll get them some wins. I think they'll be an under 500 team. Um, I think, you know, LaFleur, shout out to him. Shout out Mount Pleasant. You know, don't want to see them go too bad. Right. But, but you, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like, yeah, but you do. I'm thinking like five, six wins for the Packers this year. They're, they'll have some wins, but um, they're not too scary for me. The Bears scare me just because Fields is a freak. Polls, the GM. Doing doing the right things, they're making they're making moves left and right. Um, seems like they're doing the right thing. So that's a scary one there. And then the Vikings, who knows? Kevin O'Connell um, seems to know what he's doing there. 
Kirk Cousins getting old. Kirk Cousins still Kirk Cousins. So what can you say about the Vikings? They've got Justin Jefferson. They lost Thielen. Jefferson's still going to be out there hitting the gritty. Um, They're still going to be a solid team. They're going to be, you know, at 500 or better probably. Um, or Almost lost Delvin. Who's Almost to say? lost Delvin. Who's to say if their season starts going south off the off the get go that they don't trade Delvin out? Could Might see not it even for sure. see him by the time we get to him. That would be wild, yeah. Because it's not till week sixteen that they're playing the Vikings. So um kind of odd in that in that vein, but um yeah, I mean the Packers are your only um divisional game in the first half before the bye. They only have one divisional game and then the, it's a divisional heavy after the bye week. Correct. Speaking of which, should have mentioned this when I was there, but the Chargers at week 10 out of the bye. Andrew, what do good teams do? Win coming out of the bye week. That's right. That's right. And that's what they got to do. Um, they've got to travel out to L.A., which sucks. You know, it's a big – that's the their longest trip of the year. Good news is it's off of a bye, so you've got time in between there, uh, which is nice. So, yeah, good teams went out of the bye. you got to win on the road against – Sand, uh, against LA Chargers there. Um, I don't know. You have any, a full uh, week to any... practice for them. What's that? You have a full week to practice for this team. That's that's what annoys me so much about losing out of the yeah. bye. You don't have you have the most time to prepare for a team out of the entire season, minus the playoffs in the first week. And it, it's just annoying. And how about the disrespect from Goodell and the NFL offices? Putting the Lions on Monday Night Football before the bye, so they have a they have a bye, but it's a shorter bye. Like, oh, I given didn't even no think favors, about that. Given no favors to the Lions, not to mention this is the first year, folks, that Thursday Night Football is the first time that teams can have more than one Thursday Night game. Before in the CBA or whatever agreement that they had, there were teams were limited to one Thursday Night matchup a year because Thursday Night games suck. It's a quick turnaround. Nobody likes them. They the only reason they do them is to get more money. Um, I think that's obvious now, but now this year, officially teams can have two or more Thursday night games. The lions have two plus Thanksgiving on Thursday. So that's three Thursday games for the lions. I mean, that's actually garbage. It's it's bullshit, right? Three of them. Yeah. And I told you, and I told you there are uh, three of them in the, in the first, well, I guess Two of them in the first four weeks, and then th- uh, the third one would be the Thursday Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving on week twelve. So, the, the- so if you're gonna w- lose, what do good teams do? Oh, uh, like what we were saying, weeks one through five, you lose early. So, uh, I mean, like hopefully that's the case, right? I mean, that's a weird way to look at it, but I like the way you're. I like where your head's at there. Um, and and the last half of the season, I don't know. Your toughest matchup is. Probably week ten through eighteen. It's probably it's probably the the divisional games against the the Vikings, the Cowboys. Who knows what the Cowboys will be? They always play the Lions tough. And of course, how many times in a row is this Detroit going to Dallas again, again in Honestly. Dallas? Honestly. They don't. Every other team is like if you flip flop. Uh, I guess the Seahawks. We've had them. This will be back at home again this year. So I guess there's an example. But it just seems like every time the Cowboys meet the Lions. It's in Dallas, so hundred percent something's up. But yeah, I, I, the Thursday night game, I don't or the Thursday games. It's kind of it's kind of ridiculous that you give them three. Um, yeah, I'm sure I mean, no other team has that many. 
I guess one is the season opener. I get it, but like, oof. right. I, all you can say is that it's nice that it's week one because you got all that time to prep. It's not you don't have a game before that Thursday, and then that gives you a good long time to prepare for Geno Smith and the Seahawks week two at home. So yes, that's one way. To, that that's a great way to look. A at. nice one to get back because that's you know some teams look at that as like a mini buy. You're playing early in the week, and then you've got a longer time, right? So if you really want to spin zone it, the Lions have three buys. Nah. <laughs> That's a stretch, right? That is a stretch. Here's what's, uh, speaking of stretches, um, the Lions will travel 13,923 miles this season. Uh, that's not bad. I think that's in the, in the bottom 20% of the league. I believe that's like ranked 25th or 26th. So solid. Last year, they, I think, were the second or least traveled team. So back-to-back years with light road schedules, we love to see that. Andrew, you mentioned this to me. Uh, maybe you could give me some clarification on this. Only eight time zones? Yeah, that was something Shefty tweeted out with the miles traveled, but they were like, uh, I think they were the team with the least amount of time zones traveled through. Okay. Okay, so traveling through eight. That makes sense. Last yep. year, they were also in a, to go along with the miles. They only traveled. I think they only had one game that wasn't in Eastern time zone last year, I believe is the stat. Whoa. And I believe that was the what game of that would have been. It was something on the West coast. Um, did they, they didn't play the Rams last year. Did they, they did. That was the year before, right? I don't know. They played it. They didn't play the chargers. They played the Seahawks, but there's at home. I don't know. We're going to go crazy thinking about that, but looking at this year's schedule, the 2023 season, uh, the first games in central time zone, uh, the Chargers game that'll be your your distance game in LA Pacific time zone there, and then the rest. Uh, the Cowboys is the Cowboys and the Vikings in Central, which is only a one hour difference. So love love that aspect of it. Not a lot of travel here, and not a lot of time zone, you know, um, adjustments for the, those guys and their um, their bodies. So. Your biggest one is off of a buy, so that's your that's a good, you know, silver lining too. You got the Chargers in LA, three hour difference, but it's off of a buy, so that's huge. And no Germany game, which a lot of people were looking forward to. I'm I'm okay with it. I know it would have been better to play the Chiefs in Germany, but man, I don't know. I, I the international games. I think the fact that they were given three Thursday games, they couldn't give them an international game. That would have been four games that were off on odd schedules that's a quarter of your season almost so yeah i think maybe that played into it yeah i would say you're right i will say the detroit lions subreddit was just i i mean wanted it wanted every second of the germany game uh, a lot of so-called german based fans in our lions fans german based lions fans there you go you'll get there yeah love it later Wiener Schnitzel. This seems That's profile. Nine. Nine. Uh, I don't know well, if you can do that. That seems rude. Nine. That's just no. Okay. Well, why'd you put your hand up like that? Okay. All right. Now we're just making things up. <laughs> good thing, uh, good thing Craig's recording this. Um here's a stat for you. Opponent win percentage, which doesn't really mean anything because it's from the previous previous year, but Lions are in the middle of the pack. Towards the latter half, so 20, 21st ranked, I believe, 20th or 21st 
ranked against win percentage. So all in all, not a bad strength of schedule with a strength of schedule of uh, win percentage of 0.495. So under 500, which is which is nice to see. Obviously, the Chiefs are the one outlier there, but you've got teams in there like the Falcons, not great last year. Uh, the Bucks without Tom Brady now looked so bad even with Tom Brady. The Raiders with McDaniels, I, who knows? Um, the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. The Saints, we, I don't really know what to make of the Saints. The pa- the Broncos, don't know what to make of them. Um, and the Cowboys, well, um, you know, no Zeke anymore. Dak still at the helm. Got to imagine that they're still going to be decent, but not uh, not blowing the water out, that's for sure. So. Micah Parsons I mean, a lot of, switching to D-end. Oh, that's right. That's a good nugget right there. What an animal on the defensive end. Got to imagine he still will be a menace to society no matter where he plays. He, he lined up at cornerback. He'd still be a menace. Yeah. Um, said he's putting um, on weight no bigger than 255. Um, and I think you said he's at like 250 now. But okay. like, oh, man, to see him come off the edge, it, uh, that might be a whole other animal there. Yeah, 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 it will. It will. And it's week 17. Could be playing for a playoff matchup there between both teams. Um, But yeah, a lot of winnable matchups here. Uh, We'll give a full prediction of what we think this year will be down the road. But I I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not mad about the schedule minus the three Thursday games. Um, All in all, you know, favorable matchups, some good matchups at home, some primetime games, some respect there. So I like that. I'm feeling pretty optimistic going into 2023. I feel pretty good about it. We want playoffs, baby. We absolutely do. We want 10 wins plus, baby. And I think they got a decent chance to get there. Um, uh, Bears Bears also should mention them. Um, divisional game, of course. Uh, David Montgomery revenge game there, too. Ooh, yep. yep, yep, yep. And, I'm sure there's more. And I mean, Sewell versus Sewell. St. Brown versus St. Brown. Double brother. Double brother. Double brother. Brothers from the same mothers, I believe. Oh, both of them. Yes, sir. One I believe mother, four I may, kids. I didn't check that out. Well, you know what I mean. But I digress. Let's check the results of this Instagram poll. Um, while I'm looking for that, let's run ad number two. We're going full show this mode. Or this sode. This sode. <laughs> All right, we got some results here from the poll. This is still active, so we don't have full tabulations. But I posted five or less wins, six to nine wins, nice, 10 to 13 wins, or 14 plus. So nobody thus far has said five or less wins. So shout out to the uh, shareholders out there. Nobody has also said 14 plus, though. That, you know, I mean, that's reasonable. That, you know, 14 and 14 plus would be tough. 14 and three uh, or 15 and two. Um, most of our votes landing in the six to nine category, though. We got a problem there. Uh, you're expecting the Lions to be worse or the same as last year? I don't buy it. 80% of our votes coming in the six to nine category. One vote in the 10 to 13 category. Of course, this poll is still active. This has only been up for a few hours. So still more to come from that. But I was a little surprised to see as many as I did in the six to nine category. Got to boost those expectations a little bit higher, folks. Yeah, you got to feel know- like you- they're going to find themselves into that 10 to 12 category. And maybe it's bad on me for the putting six to nine in the same category. Maybe I should have changed yeah, the range. You're, you're an animal. Well, that's my bad. But, you know, I didn't want to have like 
I think you can have a maximum of five polls results. So had to break it up somehow. <sighs> yeah. We'll, we'll talk about what I think is going to happen this year and, and, and uh, the magic number that I have in my head uh, when we go game by game here in a few months. Um, but but that does, about does it for the schedule release. Uh, we've got a few quick hitter things. Uh, Andrew, apparently they've got a new defensive end. Chris Covington, I believe is his name. I think I think you're right. I, I don't really know anything about him. You know, obviously we'll learn more as they go through OTAs and training camp here. Um, and then, you know, the final schedule cuts. That'll be the next big, real exciting part before the season kicks off. Yeah, we got a little bit of a lull now that the draft's over and the schedule release is over. A little bit of a lull. We've got June 6th through the 8th. That's mini camp. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm going out of order here. OTAs are in late May, early June. Pop quiz, Andrew. What does OTA stand for? Off-season training something. No? Um, I don't have it written down, but I, I believe it's organized team activities. Oh, that sounds about right. I believe is the correct um, acronym there. Organized team activities, I believe is what it is. So... Pop quiz. Now you can go tell your shareholders out there. You can go, you know, brag to your friends with you know what OTA stands for. June 6th through the 8th, mini camp, as I mentioned. Late July is training camp. They don't have official dates for it yet, but it's always late July, early August. And then, of course, the preseason and the season starting early this year. First game of the year, baby, September 7th. Um, so we'll, we'll go on a little bit of a lull here, but um, got a few more few more things from the from the line here. Uh, Andrew, did you did you watch that um, Dan Campbell podcast with Chris Long? Did you hear it? I at did all? not. No. You need to do your homework and go listen to it. So sorry, but I'll give you a cliff notes, spark notes, or whatever they call it. Um, he didn't really say a whole lot. He's just the usual Dan talk. Um, he did have this that I I noted though. He he said Hendon Hooker will have a red shirt year this year. He termed it as a red shirt year. Similar to so we're college. not going to see him at all. Now nah, it doesn't sound like it. And and what was surprising to me is he said it's going to be a long time before we see what his fate is. If it's a two or a three, meaning wow. second string, third string, he, or he he hardly even hinted at the first string, which was a little bit surprising to me because why do you draft him? But um, he may be just you know doing a little coach talk there, and obviously he's got to remain faith in golf because golf's the guy. Um, so. It may be a little bit of that politics going on. But Wants I was surprised to make to sure that. there's absolutely zero quarterback controversy going into the season. Exactly. And and it, like I said, it feels great because Hannon is still coming off the injury. So, you know, like there's no threat there. Just let him heal. Don't even have a thought of him this year. Um, and then just save it. You know, let's focus on this year with a team that we have in place with the offense we have in place one of the best offenses last year in terms of numbers. So almost too bad for Mr. Sudfield. <laughs> you know, right. He gets no love. Sheesh. But he's got the best job in the world. Backup quarterback, man. Just hold that clipboard. He's got a paycheck. That's right. And a good one at that. Um, we got 21 Savage playing at practice from our tip line. We got a, we've got a bird's eye view of the practice. Shout out Chaz um, for the insider knowledge going TMZ style out there. Um, but, I, that's very cool that he's that close to them. Um, as a person who's attended trading camp, I know exactly where that is in Allen Park. Um, 
So very cool. Long time line number two here. Uh, I said this to me. He's been wearing the Lions attire for years. But the comments have suddenly become more positive over the last few months. Isn't it funny how temperamental these Lions fans are, Andrew? I mean, we're guilty of it as well, of course. They've got that new look Lions tag to them. That's no longer that SOL. Everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. But, you know, as soon as things go south, which they won't, people will start. They lose week one to the Chiefs. People are already going to start jumping off. That's how quickly and temperamental these fans are. The jerseys will get put back in the closets. Oh, of course. Iowa State and Iowa being investigated for sports gambling issues. Wow. So the dominoes are starting to fall with these gambling issues. Um, let's hope uh, Laporta and Dan Cam- or not Dan Campbell, uh, Jack Campbell were not involved in the Iowa things. I guess they were vote or uh, they were gambling on the rumor is they were gambling on Iowa women's basketball. Really? Yeah, Caitlin Clark. Clark. Shout Ooh, out, Caitlin good, Clark. That's a good point with uh, the NCAA tournament run that they went mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Boy, I so, really hope that they didn't, but uh, I could see that happening. I believe it, even if they did, um, it doesn't. It won't affect their NFL career because it was considered in the NCAA. So I don't believe anything would be laid down. But you know, it's Goodell, so who knows? Yeah. But that's just something I saw floated out there. I believe on the Reddit page. Um, yeah. So as we land this plane, folks, rate us five stars, just like you do your Ubers. Um, and please share the episode with a friend, make them a shareholders today or else Tommy's not going to be able to afford his bus fare this week. So help Tommy out, help us all out. We'll see you all in a date that's later to be determined. Like we said, quiet period now for the NFL, quiet period for the Lions. Maybe we'll hop on if something crazy happens in the next month or so. But for now, we're going on hiatus. Let's plan to meet back here in the same spot. The same spot. Don't forget about us, shareholders. Let's go, Lions. We'll see you all in July. Let's have a summer break. Yeah.